Silence Driving Double Feature presents One Minute with European Zombies circa 1980, episode 22. My name is Dan. I'll be your host as we discuss the 22nd minute of Burial Ground from 1980 and the 22nd minute of Zombie Lake from 1980. Yeah. Hey, everyone. What's going on? Oh, so uh, let's, let's dive right in to Burial Ground. I hope you're well. Uh, so burial ground the previous minute ended with that zombie who was, who was taking forever to creep towards the photographer and the model puts a hand on the photographer's ankle the two of them scurry away and are staring at it talking about it's a zombie it's a living corpse it looks like it's been eroded away by time and it does i guess that's the best way to describe it. it's still got a little hair i think in the back that's kind of nice to think that if i've been you know buried shallowly for shallowly shallowly for several hundred years or more or more i, I still haven't checked when the etruscans uh, uh and i don't know i mean i guess these are meant to be etruscans because they said he was uh doing uh talking about the professor was i can finish a sentence the professor was researching the ancient etruscans so presumably these are ancient etruscans although you would think there would be far less of them but let's let's see what happens next. Here we go. No! Come Can I just say again how beautiful the estate is that they shot this on? It really is gorgeous. Put as many goofy zombies on it as you want. It really is gorgeous. There's no sense of, and I've said this before, there's no sense of space. There's no sense of, I mean, it's, I don't, I don't think you need a sense of space here. This isn't like if, if you guys listen to One Minute with Blood Lake and Iced. You know, one of the things I tried to do there was, well, I do that with all of them. Last Slumber Party, I did that. Night of Horror, there was nothing to do that with. Night to Dismember, there was no point in trying to figure out the geography of the the, the Kent family house in Night, Night, Night to Dismember. But I'm going to say specifically like Blood Lake, trying to figure out the layout of the house and the layout of the area around the house and the lake and, you know, what doors they're coming out of and what's the front door and what's the back door and what's over on that one side of the house. I love that. I love doing that. I love trying to piece together from the minutes... Um, uh, what's going on uh, same same sort of thing um off to one side i just started podcast rocking all week with you the happy days podcast as i'm recording this two episodes are up i do not have a set schedule anyone listening who's listening to rocking all week with you uh and i can't i i hope there's a lot of overlap between the fans of burial ground and zombie lake and happy days but i don't have a set schedule the first two episodes came out within a week of each other that just happened to be because i was in a big happy days mood um so the the next one might is probably not going to be within a week because i haven't eventually super trained to do having said that 
how are you? How is how how is how are you how are you going? How is your winter? I hope it wasn't too bad. If you don't uh, if you don't like winter, I'm a big fan of winter myself, and we had a pretty chilly one as it was in in Los Angeles. It's really windy out there today. It's um oh the Ides of March. It's March fifteenth as I'm recording this. Ah, so burial ground. Now, what was I saying? I think we just have to take it as given that this state is expansive. And I like the concept, too, that throughout much of the movie, I think sort of the zombies will stick to the estate. Probably, maybe because it was their sacred ground when they were Etruscans, but they'll stick to the, the place. So having said that, they get away from the first zombie, but immediately a second zombie, who's as silent as the first one, appears and tries to grab the gal, uh, who is Janet. Mark, who is the photographer, slaps the zombie out of the way, and they start running, but more zombies come out, and some some of the zombies you know, are just moving with their arms down, shambling, uh, shambling along. Other zombies have their arms outstretched like they're doing the... Fr- Should I do a Frankenstein monster? Yeah, whatever. Do a Frankenstein monster. I'm going to do the classic Frankenstein monster. Oh, the original Boris Cup. No, no. Do more like the... Um, the one where he's blind. Ghost of Frankenstein. Yeah, do that. The, okay, I'll do that. Should I make the noise? Don't make the noise. Don't make the noise. That's all translated from the Italian, by the way. I don't know what I just did right there. But basically, the minute is establishing that, yeah, the zombies are out in force. And I love the fact that we spent two and a half minutes building the suspense of one zombie coming up out of the ground. And now there are like a half a dozen of them roaming around. I think it's autumn. Is it autumn? Look look at the end of the minute. And I know what you're looking at in the final moment of the minute. But but look at some of the, the trees in the background. I feel like it's it's autumn. Uh, it's, it's lovely. Uh my favorite moment in the minute is the the final moment. Literally right at the end of the minute, you see a shot of some shrubbery, and all of a sudden, a zombie kind of pops up from behind the shrubbery, staring right at the camera. And it's great because he is the least um, affected, the least, I'm going to say, eroded by time of the zombies. He looks like, you know, he's been dead for a few years, you know, not not hundreds of years. And he's still got a full head of hair, whereas we saw the, the, the maggot-y-faced zombie guy from earlier, and he just has some stringy white hair. You know, it's like, uh, I got the maggots on my face and I didn't comb my hair. I know, I'm I'm balding, right? Yep, right. Oh, God. So I love this guy who pops up here because one, it looks for a moment like he has like an ascot on or or kicky scarf. I don't think he does. I think that's just what we're sort of seeing here. But he pops up and he's staring right at the camera and he seems to be dressed a little different from everyone else. And he's he, he just like he seems to be dressed like the wrong time period or something. Sort of like, hey, I welcome. I just finished a performance, uh, performance two thousand five hundred of Zombie Canterbury Tales. Come and join me, won't you all? Let's do it. Uh, Zombie Canterbury Tales. I'd go to see that, uh, wouldn't you? But yeah, that's that's pretty much the minute the zombies have begun shambling, rambling along, and I think our gang, Mark, Janet, Evelyn. Michael, Frank, Ron, Debbie Sue, I don't know, I don't remember their other names, I have Mark, Janet, Evelyn, and Michael written down, I feel like Peter, was someone named Peter, or am I thinking of Don't Go in the Woods, Peter, it could have been a, could have been a log or a tree, what does, what does Craig say, I forget, I'm sorry, I went off in a Don't Go in the Woods moment, Uh, I'm a big fan of Don't Go in the Woods, I, uh, I thought everybody knew that, even my mother. Uh, sorry. Uh, that, that, uh, so that was the minute. That's the minute. So the zombies are approaching in force, and some of them are. My, I mean, obviously, the, 
we don't know that the zombies haven't risen before, so this guy could have been killed on a previous zombie attack, and maybe there's something about it where the zombies stay on the property. So, like, the zombies wipe out whoever's on the property, and then someone buys the property, and, you know, it's like, we don't know what happened to the other people. Well, they were all eaten. and sh- Well, he wouldn't have been eaten. He... So if he had been eaten, he wouldn't be in good shape. Or would he? I don't know. We'll see what they eat. We'll see what they eat and how they eat. Anyway, that's minute 22, everybody. I just dropped my pen of, of burial ground. Let us go to Zombie Lake, where the mayor is telling the reporter a story about a bunch of soldiers getting shot during the war, World War II, which is either 10 years ago or just during the war, depending upon what language you're watching the movie in. And the minute ended with, let's see, we got that one guy had the heart attack, fell down, the gasoline puddle set him on fire. Another guy threw his hands that were red on his face, presumably to redden his face up. And uh, I, I forget what's happening after that, but shooting and chaos and, and flashback stories. Let's go. I have to apologize to all the World War II fans listening. Clearly, these are Nazis that are getting attacked here. I don't know what made me say, I, there, are they French? Are they Nazis in the last one? I, I, I couldn't, I, I realized, I figured they were probably Nazis. But then I also thought um, they might be French soldiers. Uh, the, the minute is sort of done in such a way that you... Um, you, you you don't get close in on them until this minute. And then obviously you see the swastikas and you're like, oh, those jerks. But one of those Nazis has a heart of gold. You would figure there'd be a Nazi with a heart of gold out there. I mean, I, mean, I guess Schindler's List. Well, he well, I, I haven't seen Schindler's List since it came out. But you, you, you would figure there was um, there would be some Nazis who were like, yeah, okay, I'm fighting in this, but this is... This is freaking screwball. I'm sorry. This is nuts. You know, and 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 you're you're hoping that that you know. I'd like to think that maybe it was like Colonel Clink and Colonel Sh- and and Sh- Sergeant Schultz were those guys. So like, I don't know. Put them in charge of Stalag 13. They just don't really seem to be into it. They 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 act like they are, but they're not really into it. And and so they can uh, mess around with Hogan. You know, I I will say this. I watched a lot of Hogan's Heroes when I was a kid. And someone whose uh, critical opinion I respect, Mitchell Hadley, who's been discussing who, who uh, well, he, he's the uh, he's the man in charge of the About TV site. He wrote the Electronic Mirror, which is a fantastic book. And he and I have spent 20 episodes of eventually Super Train discussing Bourbon Street Beat. I trust his opinion. And Hogan's Heroes is one of his favorite sitcoms. Like this is a, this Hogan's Heroes aired the same time Green Acres aired. Green Acres, I stand by 
1,000%. But he really loves Hogan's Heroes, and he will fight for uh, Hogan's Heroes being one of the best sitcoms at that time. And I every time he does, I think, like, I need to watch Hogan's Heroes again. I remember loving it when I was a kid, uh, but... Um, yeah, we'll see. So that's welcome to episode one of Hogan's Heroes. No, this is the backdoor pilot for the Hogan cast, the Th- Stalag 13 cast. I don't know. So anyways, yeah, these are clearly Nazis. I apologize. I goofed. And I know a couple people said, Dan, you know, what are you talking about? You're not saying these are Nazis. Of course they're Nazis. Of course they are. Yeah, I don't know. They don't They don't specify when during the war this is. So I figured there must have been a point where like the French were doing something. Uh, and it wasn't all Nazis in France. And who's shooting at them? I, I love the fact that you don't see a single sign of whoever it is who is shooting and bombing this truck of Nazis. And the, the weird thing about it is that, so the minute works, and, oh, I, for, I forgot to mention the lovely moment. It, the, the guy who has the heart attack and falls down and then gets caught on fire. I forgot to mention the previous minute, the moment he catches on fire, he gets up and runs. So... I just got to think, he's the laziest Nazi in the whole damn Reich. It's, it's just, it's just, I'm running, oh my God, I'm falling down. I'm on fire, I'm running again. And, you know, it's like, and, and that one guy was so like, oh, he, oh, Hans, you did it again. He threw his hands in his face and they were all red. And so, so the minute is basically this random, I guess, French woman is running through not even a field, like a bit of front lawn kind of thing near a, near somewhere or other. And there's all this chaos around her. And I'm not going to talk about whether her fashions are correct for the first half of the 40s. I feel like they are not is the correct answer because I don't know how many sort of dresses women wore in the mid-40s that were sort of slid up to here. You know, I may not get out alive, if I can quote a little My Bloody Valentine at you. Uh, but... I feel like, but then I don't know France. I, I feel like France was always a few steps ahead, you know. So, um, and so one of the Nazis, one of the Nazis sees sees her in this field, and apparently whoever it is who's bombing the Nazi truck has decided also to bomb or shoot near a field with this random innocent woman is. So this Nazi runs up, gets her out of the way, something explodes in this little field lawn thing. I, I, I like the fact that maybe it's it's a Nazi-seeking missile and he didn't realize it. So she was actually okay. She was just scared. But the moment he runs up on the lawn and grabs her, suddenly the missiles and, and, and the bombs and the and the, the bullets are like, there they is, there it is, there's a Nazi. Right down on him. And unfortunately, this gentleman dies. And um, and the minute ends with the other Nazis coming up, looking at him. And in the English dub, they don't say anything. But in the French dub, the, uh, the, the head Nazi says something like, died saving a stranger, wasted his life dying saving a stranger. You know, he doesn't think it's a good idea that he did this. And, you know, I, I guess it's just, that's why the Nazis were jerks because you, you, you wouldn't have someone rushing out to save someone like that. But again, I it's it's tough to gauge. It's Eurocine film. Everything's tough to gauge. It's tough to gauge where exactly all the shooting and, and everything is, is directed directly, directed directly, directed, yeah, directed directly at. And so 
Yeah, I, I can't imagine whoever it is is shooting is like, just shoot everything. What about that woman running through that little lawn? Shoot her, whatever, just shoot. We know, maybe she's a Nazi. I don't know, she's got blonde hair, who knows. So, yeah, so that's this minute, basically, is, is a Nazi saves an innocent woman and then he dies himself. I'm not sure how he dies, because he seems to be okay, and then all of a sudden he's got this huge wound on his head that actually looks like he's, like, pressing blood on his face for one moment but then it cuts to him with blood on his face so i don't know why they would have done that but yes that's that's the way this minute ends a nazi nazi saves an innocent woman and dies i guess you know it's like the rest of them are looking at it like well i guess that's why we don't try to save innocent people you know not because we're nazis but because you die boom there you go so that's that's the end of the the 22nd minutes of 22nd yes the 22nd minutes of burial ground and zombie lake and i hope you're enjoying this everybody we're not where are we i don't i don't even know so the movies are about 27 minutes ish each so we're not we're not quite a third of the way in we will be there soon we will be there soon but i'm looking at a little hummingbird right outside my window hanging around get a little pollen or or whatever it is the hummingbird hummingbirds get out of the flowers um nectar i don't know but the hummingbird is now oh my gosh the hummingbird actually just sat still on a leaf for like three or four seconds <sighs> isn't nature wonderful aren't nazis awful except that one guy sadly he's dead listen to this <laughs>